All right, it is another edition of Coffee with Craig and Kevin, the Channel Partners podcast. It is the first podcast of 2018. Hi, everybody. I'm Craig Galbraith, Executive Editor with Channel Partners. Joining me as always, the man who wears New Year's Eve hats year-round, our business development lead, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> Craig, Happy New Year to you, and Happy New Year to the audience. I do wear those hats year-round because I can't stick to my New Year's resolution for more than half a day. So I figure if I keep wearing the hat, maybe I can start again tomorrow and give it a shot. But uh, hey, man, so happy to be here in 2018. How were your holidays, buddy? Fabulous, as always. I ate a lot, probably gained a few pounds. That'll naturally be a resolution, as it always is, to lose that uh, five that I packed on uh, after Christmas and New Year's, huh. but uh, pretty good. How about yours? I uh, had a great holiday. I uh, went back up to Pennsylvania, got to see uh, both the wives and my family, so a lot of fun there, and then came back and relaxed into the new year, and uh, so a lot of fun. As I said before, the new year isn't complete without a few resolutions, so do you have any to share with our audience beyond losing that five pounds, which... Just makes me feel bad because you're just a tall, thin stick, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. Uh, one of them would be to grow back a full head of hair, uh, but I'm not sure how possible that <laughs> is. Losing the weight probably is actually uh, better. Uh, so there's one. Um, another one I've got is to come up with new material for these podcasts. Uh, you know, last year we had a lot of fun with those channel buzzwords. I'm just wondering if we overdid it. You know, the podcast space deserves more of an original roadmap, I'd say, uh, so our partners' ecosystems can pivot to new synergies. So you're just not going to hear as many buzzwords from me in 2018, my friend. That was some excellent thought leadership from you there, and, and we really appreciate your resolution mindshare. You know, for my <laughs> Myself, uh, of course, losing weight is one, but I I've gone about it differently, I think, this year, Craig. I'm going to take a few different steps to do that. And instead of just saying losing weight, I'm going to say, let's eat better. Let's try to take this many steps per day. And with all the technology and all the different apps, I can start to keep track of all that. And if I can do all those things, then the weight loss will happen on its own. I, I have another one, and that is that, you know, what I guess what I'm trying to say is, you make me want to be a better co-host. That's maybe the best compliment of my life. So I'm going to go ahead, and uh, this might be as good as it gets, but I'm really going to try to be a better co-host for you. And then that might help us actually find a spot on our own company's channel influencer awards that just came out that for some reason, you and I in this amazing podcast didn't find our way onto that list. Well, first of all, let me say, one of your resolutions should be working on your Nicholson impression. You can't handle the truth! I should work on all of my impressions. None of them are good, but uh, I'll keep trying anyway. So you mentioned the influencers list. Speaking of making a good impression, we just released this list in conjunction with our Channel Futures brand. These were 25 organizations you need to know, 8 people shaping the channel, 8 techs poised to take off and eight business trends you can't ignore. So that's a total of 49 people, trends, technologies, and companies that you should really keep your eye on in 2018. We've got a lot of great response to this brand new awards program, and we're looking forward to doing it again in the future. And speaking of the future, keep an eye out for our print edition coming out next month, where we will name the Person of the Year. If I'm correct and my math is right, if there are 49 we've already released and then we're going to release our person of the year, that makes 50. It's time for the number of the day. Total different techs, trends, people, and companies that our audience should be looking for. Is that correct? Wow, you have nailed it. Math does not need to be on your resolution list. 
That's true. One could say, now that I can add 49 plus 1, that I'm adapting. And that brings me to one of Channel Partners and Channel Futures themes for our upcoming event and throughout 2018, which is the Adaptive Channel. And I got to tell you, Craig, I think Coffee with Craig and Kevin is going to be adapting as well. Yeah, one of the ways we can do it is by talking less about ourselves, even though you and I in particular enjoy that. And welcoming in folks that are actually influencing the channel. And uh, we've got one right here today. What do you think? You know, Craig, talking less about ourselves is probably always a good thing for us and our audience and our families. So let's bring in an expert here and, and get the year started off right. All right, Kevin, excited to welcome our first guest to the podcast, our first guest of the new year. In fact, our partner audience will know him from his days at SunGuard Availability Services. Welcome to the show, Mr. Carmen Cerise. Carmen, how are you? I'm doing great, Craig. Thanks. I'm really excited about being here and uh, excited about being your first podcast for the new year. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited about it, too. The reason you're on the show, as you know, and our re uh, listeners probably don't realize, is that you've got a new business after uh, many years at SunGuard AS. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Clarity and what you can do for our audience with your business. Yes, absolutely, Craig. So I founded Clarity uh, in December of last year, and the company, our company, is going to be focused in, in two main areas. First and foremost, we're going to be helping companies design, build, scale partner programs, channel programs. And I can get into how we're doing that with new companies who don't have any programs in place, established companies who want to enhance their channel program, and then some large firms who want to uh, do health checks and scale their program even more. And then the second part of my business is really around multi-cloud advisory services. I've been wanting to kind of build what I used to call a next generation agent, and now I am one. So on one hand, part of my business that I'm launching right now will be focusing on channel advisory services. The second part of the business that'll be launched in a more formal way in the second quarter will be multi-cloud advisory services. And in that situation, I'm gonna I'm going to become actually a next generation agent. Harmon, it's great to be talking to you again. And you know, as you just said, uh, one of the specific areas Clarity is going to be focusing on is the multi-cloud advisory services. Or your background at SunGuard, no doubt, will prove to be very helpful. Can you dive a little deeper into that and just tell, particularly our uh, agent and you know MSP audience, what that's all about? I sure can, Kevin. So when I looked at the market opportunities over the last couple of years, what I realized is many service providers, many technology providers, were trying to build these programs by recruiting the types of partners they thought would be required to scale. What I found is many of the traditional resellers, really, many of them never really made the transition to this multi-cloud or hybrid cloud world. And many of the agents in the telecom world have yet to really make the transition into cloud. And as a, a vendor, as a service provider in the industry, for years I was trying to get partners from both sides to move faster to this area where they can provide consultation to their clients around multi-cloud services. And to be honest with you, there are some examples of companies that have done that, but for the most part, there are a lot of traditional resellers who are making a lot of money selling hardware, and they're you know, lifestyle VARs, if you will, and they're gonna keep doing that. And there are a lot of agents who are doing well on the telecom side. So what I hope to do here with Clarity is to build a company that can provide consultation services for multi-clouds, and I think the problem that this is solving is customers 
are getting more and more confused with respect to the chaos that's going on in the industry around private clouds, public clouds, hyperscaled clouds, security for multi-clouds. Do I use a solution provider? Do I call a service provider directly? Do I call a consultant? So we're confused in the industry and we know this technology. Put yourself in the shoes of the customers and they're sitting there going, okay, who do I call? What type of company do I need to help me sort through how to get to the business outcome I want to get to? And Clarity is going to help companies do just that. You touched on security, Carmen, obviously a big part of the cloud and a lot of these other new technologies. I understand you're also going to be touching on business continuity and that sort of thing. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and how it plays into your business? Sure. So one of the reasons customers are getting more confused is the business outcome they want is to have all of their key applications up and running all the time, always available. And so by definition, that means they need services that are a lot more available and secure than they did in the past. And so Again, the confusion comes in is there are so many options these customers have. Do they build it themselves? Do they go to a company like SunGuard AS? Do they try to go to a software company so they can kind of you know, cobble something together themselves? Do they use an integrator? So I will be focusing on business continuity services. I am a SunGuard Availability Services partner, so I'll continue my uh, relationship with SunGuard Availability Services by offering their solutions to my clients. And uh, for clients who are looking for something beyond that traditional business continuity, I'll also be working on the security piece, as you said, Craig. I think security is probably the best functional example of the chaos that I'm trying to clarify for my customers. There are so many options for security. Some people think, oh, I'll just go buy a firewall. Some others think, oh, I'll buy a firewall and some security. Others think, oh, I'll go to a hosted provider who tells me I'm secure. And customers need help sorting through that myriad of solutions that are out there on just security. And of course, then there's business continuity, then there's cloud, production, data backup. So business continuity will be a big piece of it as well security. Carmen, looking at the other main focus of Clarity, uh, it would be on helping folks with their channel program. Um, as the business development lead here at Channel Partners, I work with a lot of uh, you know first-time and incoming exhibitors that don't quite have their channel program uh, up to speed yet, or they're just getting into the channel, and this will be their you know breakthrough performance, so to speak, at the Las Vegas show. As an expert within the channel, you know where should companies like this start in terms of building a channel program from the ground up? Yeah, it's a great question, Kevin, and. So this is a good segue to the channel services piece of my business. What I'm finding is there are many companies in the situation you just described. So I you know, consider that confirmation that I've seen that uh, several times already in the short uh, period that I've been doing business as Clarity. Even the companies that know what they wanna do or think they know what they wanna do, financially they're constrained. Many of them can't go hire a channel VP and four channel managers to cover North America. So they're looking for creative ways to provide those channel services until they're up and ready and they can hire people full time. And so that's one of the areas where I'm helping. An example is a company, Zanaris. Zanaris is a next generation managed service provider based in New Jersey, also with facilities up in Canada. They want partners, they wanna recruit partners. What they've done is they've engaged Clarity to help build a channel program, recruit channel partners, build business propositions for partners, and come up with a whole scheme on how we manage and track the onboarding of partners and the productivity of partners. So that is a solution that we will be providing. 
for new companies. And it's interesting, it's not just for new companies. There um, are companies who have been around, in some cases, a couple years, and you guys will find this interesting. When you even say the word channel to them, they kind of look at you and look for clarification. They think of it as, oh, you mean partners? Oh, you mean my extended sales force? So what we've grown up in the industry with in terms of channel being the term as a route to market, I see a lot of smaller companies seeing it as not really a channel, but an extension of their sales force. And we think of traditional channel programs. Some companies just think of it as, how do I get more sellers who I don't have to pay a salary to? I only pay them when they sell something. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Swarm Sales, which is a, yeah. it's a website and an application where companies are using to almost instantaneously get an extended sales force without having to build a channel program. So I know that's an extreme, but when you look at that as an extreme, it is an option. So what I intend to do with Clarity with these channel services or partner program services is to help companies understand what all of these variations are, what all of these tools are for them to go build an extended sales force and then put the right ones in place for their specific business model. Kevin loves this, Carmen. He can get uh, more of these companies signed up for the Channel Partners Conference and Expo. little plug there coming up April 17th through the 20th in Las Vegas. Always got to sneak that one in there. Absolutely. <laughs> and I believe hey. Zanaris is going to be there. Yes, Kevin and Craig. So uh, one of the things I talked to Zanaris about is they, they wanted exposure to the market. They wanted exposure to agents, to other MSPs. And I said, well, all right, you, you need to be uh, in Vegas in April at Channel Partners. We'll be working with you guys sponsoring an event or two and really looking forward to getting Zanaris on the radar screen there uh, in April. Kevin says checks in the mail, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Five cents coming your way, Carmen. All right, thanks. <laughs> hey, one more question for you, Carmen, diving into uh, channel programs a little more. Just give me a couple of tips you'd give to somebody maybe who's who's got their channel program up and off the ground, but uh, it's young, it's sort of a startup program. W what would you tell them? That's a great question, Craig. One of the things I would, I would ask them is, first and foremost, did you pick the right partners to begin with? Did you select a partner profile uh, that makes sense, not just for your business and what you want to do, but does it make sense for the partners? And part of that is, did you give the partner a business proposition? Not a value proposition, but a business proposition. Some of these technology companies get so hung up on their technology that they forget that partners need to make money. And part of what you present to them isn't your widget or your software and how good it is, how great it is, but how is that partner going to make money? So I, one of the things I, I tell partners in that situation is, look at your partners you have on board. How do they map up against a profile that you think would be ideal? Again, 100% matchup is never gonna happen, but are you, are you roughly there? And then are you giving them the right business proposition to go to market with? And then the second piece is, if you have a, a bunch of partners who just are not delivering, you know, think about culling that out, right? Don't make sure your teams aren't spending a lot of time with partners, you know, where you're trying to push a rock up the hill. If you're going to lose, lose early. If you if you pick the wrong partners, be mature enough to say, you know what, we're going to cut the cord there and we're going to go where we think uh, the revenue could, could be a little bit better. Armin, as always, uh, that was outstanding stuff. And, you know, thank you for providing clarity to the multi-cloud as well as, uh, you know, some quick tips on uh, how to build and, and actually improve a channel program. But, you know, our listeners are obviously going to want to follow up with you. So could you tell our audience where they can find you uh, after this podcast? Absolutely, Kevin. They can email me at carmen 
at clarityllc.com, and that's Clarity with a Q. Uh, you can easily find me uh, on LinkedIn and on Twitter, at Carmen Cerise on Twitter, and you'll find me on LinkedIn at Carmen Cerise. That's the way they can reach me. And I'll do one more plug if you guys have two more minutes. One of the things that I was able to do after leaving a big corporation and starting my own firm, I had a few weeks there to really think about what I wanted to do and the value I wanted to add. And one of the areas that I'm gonna also be focused on is this whole area of technology and business and the intersection of the two. Technology's moving so fast, Customers want business outcomes. The technology is moving so fast that it's really hard to try to align those two. And it's hard for big companies to get their resources aligned on the technology side and on the sales side. I was an engineer at AT&T Bell Laboratories. I made a transition into the business side. I had to change my perspective in so many different areas. And uh, what you'll see from me soon in the next uh, probably two months is I'm gonna be publishing my first book, From the Lab Room to the Boardroom. And in that book, I'll be talking about how technical professionals can make a transition into the business world, how they have to change their perspective. And I'm also gonna talk about the value to corporations to having that technical diversity so that you cross-pollinate your teams between the business and the sellers or the business and the, and the technology folks. So just a, a shameless plug there. Hey, no problem. We do it all the time. <laughs> Carmen, thanks for your time. Longtime uh, friend of Channel Partners. We appreciate it, and good luck with the new business. We'll uh, catch up with you again soon. All right. Thank you, Craig. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks so much, Carmen. Craig, as always, that was some phenomenal stuff from our good friend Carmen. While that interview was great, what our listeners didn't hear was our pre-recorded sports conversation. As Carmen and, and as you know, we're both huge sports fans. Yeah, we were talking about the national championship game in college football the other night. So what a game it was. You know, it was, Craig, uh, coming down to overtime and a 41-yard touchdown pass from a backup quarterback throughout the season. It makes me think about Nick Saban's move in that game to bench his starter, who I believe was 26 or 27-2, and two, and go with a relatively unknown freshman, highly recruited, of course, but, you know, unproven uh, in the second half to spark a comeback for Alabama. And it kind of made me think about technology in the channel, where some of these agents and, and partners get comfortable with the technology they know that that's done very well for them it's helped their customers has made them a lot of money but they're a little reluctant i would say to adapt to some of these new technologies like iot or cloud or cybersecurity even but the thing is you know sometimes you, you need to adapt uh, which is one of our themes again and or you know change it up entirely uh, for something that's a better fit now for your clients and something that would help your business improve down the line well, and there's going to be a terrific opportunity for partners to meet with uh, new and emerging vendors as well as the ones they already know and work with. And that's coming up April 17th through the 20th at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo. See what I did there? I can bring everything back to a conference and expo discussion, my friend. You know, one could say that that's because we're always winning. <laughs> So much for not bringing up recycled material. I guess we're going to do it from time to time. We can't help ourselves. Like I said, Craig, a resolution only lasts about half a podcast, and then i got to start over again. <laughs> you know, Craig, I'm glad you brought up the show, though, because we are currently trending ahead of all expectations in terms of total number of exhibitors, sponsors, uh, partner attendees. So it is going to be just a, another phenomenal flagship event for Channel Partners in the spring. And our friends from Channel Futures are going to be there bringing in their MSP mentor, the VAR guy, Talking Cloud, uh, the former hosting con audience. So 
it is really going to be a spectacular event to be a part of, and I can't wait. Yeah, and we're looking for, I believe it's 6,000 total participants at this year's show. That would be another 10% increase for us. Is that right? That is correct, Craig. Uh, year over year, we just keep growing. Uh, more exhibitors and more partners, and we couldn't do that without the support of those sponsors and, and the partner attendees. So thank you all for that. I got to say, Craig, one person that we're definitely going to be seeing in Vegas is about to join us here on the podcast. Awesome. Let's bring him in. All right, Craig. And with that, I think it's time to welcome in Chris Whitaker, the National Director of Indirect Sales with Sierra Wireless, also a member of the Channel Partners Circle of Excellence. Hey, Chris, how's everything going and, and how has your life been and how has your life changed since uh, going on the Circle of Excellence World Fan Tour after you took home that award this past spring at Channel Partners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. It's, uh, first, I'm just really glad to be here and I can uh, tell you things are looking up, things are looking great, staying busy. Since that day of receiving that award with that, such a, a prestigious uh, group of channel professionals, uh, I can tell you for me personally, it you know, really raised the bar for me. You know, one, it's always, it's always nice to, to be recognized for, you know, trying to make a difference in, in the world we live in. But, um, you know, it definitely inspired me to, you know, continue that activity and, and learn from my peers in that circle, as well as so many other channel professionals that are worthy of being in that circle that, for whatever reason, you know, didn't make, make it that year. But there's so many professionals that I work with that I learn from every day. It just, you know, kind of helps me have something to focus on, getting out of bed each morning and going, you know, what am I going to do today? And it's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, what can I continue this, you know, this level of excellence that, you know, our partners expect and our their customers expect as well. Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your background, and the role that you currently have with Sierra Wireless? Ah, yes. Uh, kind of an interesting story. Um, you know, I started out my early, early career in uh, 1988. I joined the U.S. Army as an airborne paratrooper, serving in, in various roles. I did that for about 10 and a half years. I had a great time. As I say on my LinkedIn profile, best job I've ever had. You know, it wasn't about the money. It was about the sense of urgency. It was about the camaraderie. You know, it was uh, about serving, which, you know, a lot of those same traits, uh, I, I make every effort to carry over into my role today. After 10 and a half years in the military, and, and I like to joke and tell people, after 10 and a half years of jumping out of airplanes and, and going to countries abroad and blowing stuff up, I decided to do something very dangerous, very risky, and that was get into telecommunications sales. <laughs> so uh, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've definitely uh, have a lot of respect for, for all my peers that have been doing this forever because... It is not for the faint-hearted. Uh, it's fun and exciting, but you know, to do it right, it really takes a lot of a uh, lot of uh, you know effort and, in a lot of cases, sacrifice. That brings me to the day. You know, after roughly 17-year sales career after the military, had an opportunity uh, about two and a half years ago, was invited uh, to come to Sierra to breathe new life into a channel program that they called a channel program, but it really wasn't much of a program. It was kind of uh, just a back burner effort. The Air Wireless has a wildly successful hardware channel that's you know 20 plus years old. But getting into the managed connectivity solutions and offering a service uh, was something kind of new to Sierra. So you know again, taking all the lessons I've learned over the years and all the professionals I've worked with in the past, was able to come over here about two years ago and actually establish the channel program, uh, hire some additional channel managers, uh, support personnel take our relationships with our master agent partners to the next level uh, and just invest in the channel. And uh, I'm, re I'm really proud of what we've accomplished, but, you know, I, I fully am aware I got, we got so much more work to do. You know, we're um, doing a good job. You, you know, it's never a, a finished uh, mission. You know, you, it's a constant effort. So, so that's, uh, that's from it today is, you know, how can I 
continue to support my partners, make it easy for them to do business with us, make it easy for their clients to say yes to our services, and have fun while we do it. Chris, first, uh, let me say on behalf of us and our audience, thank you so much for your service, uh, both in the military and uh, given your description of telecom and IT sales uh, there as well over the past several years. And <laughs> and you had mentioned earlier about managed connectivity, and, and I see you post a lot about it on LinkedIn as well. Can you talk a little bit of the op- about the opportunities there for partners and how Sierra Wireless can help partners diagnose these opportunities with their respective customer bases? Absolutely, and, and thanks for asking. That's, that's, the, that's the main thing that me and my team, uh, we do every day. Gosh, where to begin? I think the, the first thing, you know, with Managed Connectivity Solutions, you know, it's a totally bundled solution. We include the equipment. We include the hardware, the cellular gateway, the data plan, the static IPs, the 24-7, 365 support, and even a professional install for a very, you know, reasonable monthly rate. So it is a bundled managed solution. Um, we find that, you know, all of our partners are really excited about that because typically 4G LTE backup solutions in the past, a lot of partners kind of stayed away from it because it was either cumbersome, uh, which carrier I go with, what equipment do I buy, you know, who's going to do the asset tracking, especially if we had multiple sites across multiple carriers managing multiple data pools and multiple bills. All those things just really made it not worth their while. We've removed all those issues. Uh, we uh, do cross-carrier pooling, which is probably – one of the most exciting things most of our partners get, especially those large, you know, 7,500, 200-site uh, retail and distributive enterprise opportunities. Uh, you know, a lot of partners kind of stay away from big deals because they're so, they're so difficult to source connectivity across multiple states across the country. With us, our partnerships and all the top carriers, we're pretty much available wherever a cell phone works. And we do this with our patented uh, advanced antenna systems we offer, the professional installation I mentioned, the managed services. And interesting part, too, it makes us very different, is we have a nationwide SLA on not only availability and speed, but latency. And we can back up that SLA with uh, metrics and a portal that our partners and the customers can see the link scores, the, the circuit health, and their data uses, which is always, you know, really important to uh, to the customers. So uh, the three areas, just to kind of wrap it up on that, the three areas that we really shine that all of our partners think of us for when they get that phone call for the customer that needs connectivity at a remote location where there's no terrestrial landline or maybe there's only one option that's not adequate. So as the cell phone works there, we feel that need quite often, um, especially in that SMB space. The second area is urgent need. You know, we get the call almost daily that uh, some customer had the unfortunate news of, oh, I thought we were getting installed today, but actually it's going to be another 30, 60, 90 days because the permits aren't ready or whatever during that construction phase. Uh, so we can turn around and get out there days and, instead of weeks or months. And the third area that we, probably our largest area, is that reliable backup. You know, having an SLA, having technology that optimizes the cellular signal. We're allowed to support voice over IP, uh, be that third connection for failover and an SD-WAN solution. Uh, a lot of your point of sales are so advanced nowadays. They're not just credit card scanning anymore. You know, it's inventory management, real time. And a lot of them have uh, speed requirements. So, you know, having that SLA, we're able to be reliable backup. So many of these businesses that truly do lose thousands of dollars uh, an hour, if not by the minute. Hey, Chris, I wanted to ask you about the Internet of Things. Uh, This is obviously a big play for you guys at Sierra. 
Can you talk about how our partner audience might be able to go about diagnosing some potential IoT opportunities and the value these solutions are already bringing to businesses that are already engaged with IoT? Absolutely. That is Sierra Wireless. You know, you look at Sierra Wireless the last 25 years, we've been really on the cutting edge, leading edge of the last uh, decade or so. And what used to, you know, still known as machine to machine, but, you know, IoT is really fascinating and exciting, and I'm finding, as I talk to partners across the country, you know, there's different ideas of what that is. You know, it kind of reminds me of when the, the buzzwords of, of cloud and VoIP, you know, started circling years ago. Kind of summarized, I think, you know, I kind of see IoT as two buckets, and the most common bucket today is a lot of stuff that's existing today. You know, HVAC monitoring, you know, smart doors, smart, you know, street lamps, uh, parking meters, and then there's the, the second bucket that's you know, not so off the shelf, not so plug and play. And you know, that's where we're really seeing a lot of growth is the IoT solutions that's not even invented yet. Uh, that's where it gets really exciting. You know, those, uh, you know, the average partner may not always get involved in those because usually they're 12 to 18 to 24 month cycles of software design, hardware that's not even invented yet. And what we do at Sierra, we have the modules and the technology that can be built into a box this measuring something and collecting that data and sending it somewhere else so it can be put on a on a smartphone or someone's computer screen to, to manage and monitor. So, you know, not only managing and monitoring information is important for IoT, but the information that's collected, I'm finding, is also of great monetary value. So, I read a report recently that, you know, the automobile manufacturers are printing IoT in all the cars. In fact, Sierra Wireless got several of the major car manufacturers as customers putting in our modules and our hotspots, if you will. But they're also collecting all this other data that uh, can be sold to other research firms and marketing firms, and, you know, there's value to that. So we're excited at Sierra. We recently acquired a company called Numerex, another Atlanta-based company that does a lot of IoT vertical off-the-shelf solutions. So I'm excited. We're currently working on uh, a process to integrate some of those products into our channel relationships today. More to come on that. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's two flavors of IoT. And, you know, I think I encourage every partner to understand where they fit in that ecosystem of IoT solutions and services. Anything we can do at Sierra Wireless to help them identify where they fit in that ecosystem, uh, we're glad to do that. So, Chris, would you say that, you know, the best way for a partner to find out if there is an IoT opportunity maybe with their current base is to just dive deeper beyond the solutions they're currently selling and say, what data are you not getting today that could really help your business perform their day-to-day operation and, and make your business more efficient? Would that be a good way to find out some of these custom solutions that their customers could take advantage of with uh, with Internet of Things? Exactly. You know, so many of my partners that I've worked with over the last decade or so have focused on just the connectivity, just the, we affectionately call it slinging circuits or slinging, you know, modems. Uh, <laughs> there's so much more. You know, get, you know, we always say the cliche of getting, you know, your fair share of the wallet. They're going to be buying these solutions from somebody. And, you know, of course, partnering with the right supplier or vendor that can help you, you know, identify those new re- revenue opportunities, new ways to serve your customers. Uh, that's what we do at Sierra. So you're right, asking the questions, you know, trying to identify the full business plan of your clients and, and understanding what, what pain points they have that go beyond just a simple connection solution. There, there's so much more going on from quality control you know, whether it be, uh, I have a customer, we serve as a customer that has a solution that's kind of interesting. You know, we've heard of smartphones, smart cars, and smart houses. How about smart cows? 
And we actually have an IoT solution that goes around the, the, the neck of a dairy cow and monitors, you know, body temperature, you know, how many steps they take that day, where are they on the dairy farm. And it's all about quality control. You know, where do you feed, the, where you put the food at, and how do you make sure they're moving around enough. So there's all kind of neat stuff there. And another solution, uh, construction company. You know, we think, okay, great, construction trailers here, wireless managed connectivity. We, we provide connectivity to construction trailers all the time. So how about connected smart helmets for the construction workers? Are they moving around? Where are they on the job site? Putting up geo fence around the job site? Because we've got 100 construction workers on a large scale managing those employees can be a challenge for that one project manager, that one construction site manager. So, you know, there are things in IoT solving for that in the past no one really thought there was an easy technical solution for, but there, there are definitely uh, options there. What I want to know is if we put an IoT sensor on Kevin, if it'll make him smarter. <laughs> <laughs> that better be one unbelievable sensor. I, I, I saw a smart cow joke coming there from you, Craig, so I'll take the one that you gave us. <laughs> That's right. That could have been well, worse. we might need to wait till 5G is a reality to, to keep up with Kevin. How's that? Uh, <laughs> I like nice. it. I like it. So, Chris, uh, you know, Sierra Wireless is going to have a large exhibit presence at our upcoming event in Las Vegas in April. Uh, thank you so much for that. And could our partners expect to learn more about the solutions we've discussed while on site? And, and also, is there anything additional on the horizon that our partners can expect to see from Sierra while at the show? Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. You don't go to that show empty-handed, right? You, know, you definitely need to bring your A game, and we're bringing our A players. Uh, we're excited to be a part of the Channel Partners uh, Las Vegas show again with our presence and our booth and, and some other fun things we're planning. And we're going to have our channel team there, our support representative, some of our senior leaders there, as well as a demo area. As I mentioned earlier, you know, with our recent acquisition of Numerex, uh, we're currently working on plans of uh, what's the best thing to bring to that show. So we're going we're gonna to have a few surprises and we'll, more to come on that. And we'll, we'll make those announcements as we get closer. Got to have a little teaser there. Mm -hmm. But uh, definitely encourage all the partners to come by. You won't miss us. We're going to have a large presence. We'll, we'll be easy to find on the, on the uh, showroom floor. Come check us out. Come see our demos. Uh, meet our team and uh, learn more about Sierra Wireless Management Connectivity and how we can help you uh, grow your IoT business. Chris, thanks so much for taking the time today. Looking forward to seeing you in Vegas and uh, hope the next few months are great for you and the team at Sierra Wireless. Thank you and so Chris, much. It's been a pleasure, guys. And Chris, before we lose you here, can you just tell uh, tell our audience where they can reach you maybe before the show if they if they want to learn a little more now? No, absolutely. There's two ways that I would encourage our partners listening to write this down. I do have a uh, partner self-support help desk. It's the easiest. I got staff there that's ready to take your questions and emails uh, every day. And that's at mcs-partnersupport at sierrawireless.com. For any general questions, quotes, availability, paperwork, et cetera. Secondly, if you want to get a hold of me directly, I'm making a, a job is to help uh, facilitate a, a good working relationship with Sierra. So I'm at cwhitaker at sierrawireless.com. Excellent, excellent. Chris, thanks again. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us here today. My pleasure, guys. Thank you for inviting me. All right, Kevin, some great stuff there from Chris. It should be noted this was a double Circle of Excellence podcast because Carmen Cerise, also a member of the COE. Wow, Craig, we're stepping it up a notch here in 2018 already with the first podcast of the new year. Uh, I have to say it's really a triple threat podcast because you and I are members of the Rectangle of Mediocrity. <laughs> I like that.
Yes, we uh, right where we belong, I guess you could say. He talked a lot about IoT. Uh, I should mention that's going to be one of the concurrent education tracks at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo, along with business of channel and cloud that Carmen spoke about, uh, also security, SDN, and the MSP-CSP opportunity. You know, Craig, with all these uh, technology acronyms, uh, I feel like we should have a theme song on the horizon. I think you can see where I'm going with this, Craig. Uh, you down with IoT? You down with CSPs? You down with security? You down with CP? That would be for channel partners, of course, Craig. <laughs> awesomely well done. Nice job, my friend. Yeah, I mean, we, we could do more with that. I'm just giving you a little uh, sample, a little flavor. We should probably keep it to that. You don't want to quit your day job at this point. That, that's very true, and I don't need to embarrass myself any more than I already have. <laughs> you know, Craig, now that we're you know adapting so well uh, here on this podcast, it's probably a, a good idea to get us off the air before we go all old school, Craig and Kevin again, and just bore everybody. Yeah, probably a good idea. Uh, but I am going to bring up something I bring up in every podcast. Is that okay? Of course, Craig. Everyone needs an outro. Go ahead, my brother. All right. Don't forget to download the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin podcast. You can find them by searching for Channel Partners Online on iTunes. Excellent. And let's not forget Channel Partners Conference and Expo coming up in Las Vegas, April 17th to the 20th. And don't forget to check us out year-round 24-7-365 on ChannelPartnersOnline.com. Thanks again, everybody. Well said, buddy. We'll see you next time. 